Hey, I'm Victoria, and I'm bad at talking, and that's also the name of this here comedy podcast. Each week, I cover whatever's on my mind, from my obsession with the Conjuring film franchise to my ever-growing opinions on American Girl dolls. I'm not kidding. It never stops. <laughs> Sometimes I even wrote my friends into being guests on for some absolutely off-the-wall, unhinged chat sessions. So if you would like to join me on my journey at getting better at talking and gain yourself a new best friend, that best friend being yours truly, <laughs> subscribe to my podcast, Bad at Talking. And congratulations, you survived this conversation. It's Unstable Topic with Sarah and Maggie. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious or just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Please hold for an important message. Hey, you freak Sarah Adams. I can't get to my phone right now, so just leave me a quick message. I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. Sarah, oh my gosh, call me back as soon as you get this. You are going to flip out when I tell you who is listening to the podcast and who I just sent a sticker to because they left an awesome review. Please call me now. Okay. End of message. Your episode of Unstable Topics will be starting in... 3, 2, 1, fight! Hey, Bestie. Hey, Bestie. Do you know what's driving me nuts lately? Acorns. Close. Mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. They are coming for me, and what's bothering me is they're coming for my children... And they're inside the house, and I am so over mosquitoes, over it. And we spray the stuff, the yard, the stuff in the yard. You, oh, did, yeah, because you used to have that at your old house. You had like mosquito spray. Did it work? We did. We, it worked. It worked well. But we spray stuff now, like you can buy, attach it to your hose and stuff. And you, sp- we have such a big yard, and we've gotten a lot of rain, so then there's water everywhere, and our children love water play, and I'm like, that's just mosquitoes. I know. I know. I have a neighbor who is, like, on a mission to stop mosquitoes from breeding. Who is this neighbor, and how can I support them? Well, he's very good. He goes around, and he has actually in his backyard, like, a helium tank, because I guess there's, like, something about helium can keep mosquitoes away. And then he has spread like the mosquito gospel about like, you know, you think that it's big puddles of water, but they breed in things as small as like an overturned bottle cap. Like it's really, really hard to stop them. And I think they're called like tiger mosquitoes over in our area. And they are nasty and they're resilient and they suck your blood. And I suck my patients. What is this helium? Do I just need to blow up a lot of balloons? No, I don't really know. Fly through the yard. I don't really know. It's like in his backyard, this huge helium tank, and it's like connected to something. You'd have to Google it. I'm sure there's someone here who like knows what the deal is, but um, I think that's interesting. He's really innovating. 
on how he is stopping mosquitoes. If he wants a testing ground, please let him know my backyard is open for that. Yeah. Because our ugh, my children love outside, which is great. I know your child, you you want this, but I'm an insore inside person. You know, you're an inside cat. Yeah, I'm an inside cat. I like hiking. I like doing those things. But like, I like hiking in Colorado where it's nice and cool and beautiful. I don't like mosquito land. You know, I know that that is like my big deterrent for being outside is bugs. But mm-hmm. you know what else I did last summer that worked really well? Those bracelets. Did they? Those worked really well. And then I want to try the stickers that you just like put a sticker on. I think I'm going to invest in that because the mosquitoes have already taken over. And uh, my children look like little mosquito sample platters. Oh, same. Same. I tried the bands last year and they didn't work for Walter. Mm. But maybe it's different. Yeah. I've, I've been targeted those stickers and I've also I'm going to buy this mosquito lotion that you put on your body and you rub in. Ooh. So, because again, I know we talked about sunscreen and a couple episodes ago, bug spray is also a hot mom guilt topic because you can't just buy the off. And a lot of times if you have small children, you can't buy it anyways because it's not safe for them. So you have to look for this natural bug spray that probably doesn't work as well as like the good old off. Yeah. My pediatrician said off is fine. She said, yeah, it's better than a bug bite. Give them the off. That's a doctor's order. As long as it's not like intense, like over 8% DEET or something. Yeah. It's but the most DEET of them, portion. I've looked, but I've looked at all of the labels and they're all within the, within the safe range for kids. So I don't think that works. That just makes me feel sticky and smelly though. So I'm, I'm interested in the stickers because I don't like the smell of bug spray or the stick of bug spray or lotion. Oh. Like, oh. Our bug you spray know. that I have that works pretty well um, doesn't isn't sticky at all. It's really nice, but it also doesn't have like the deet mm-hmm. stuff in it. My children also have bug bites. Yeah, it mm-hmm. works well. It used yeah. to work really well. Like there last summer, no mosquito issues, but now this year, and I think though, I think what it is, Maggie, that the mosquito, and I'm saying it's probably one. It's probably one jerk of a mosquito is in my house, so I'm not going to spray mm. them if they're inside. And he's getting his bug bites in the morning. I'm like, you haven't even been outside yet. There's a mosquito. There's a jerk inside this house. The bug is coming from inside the house. You know what I don't hate, Maggie? What's that? Or doing facts. It's doing facts with you. I love facts with you. Would you like a fact, Maggie? I'd love a fact. Please give me a fact. What do Miss Piggy and Yoda have in common? They are both voiced by the same person, puppeteer Frank Oz. Wow. Wow, Maggie. Wow. Piggy and Yoda? Miss Piggy and Yoda. That makes sense, I guess, kind of. Yeah. I'm trying to think of their voices. Frank Oz is insanely talented and notorious and well-known in the film community. For, For puppeteering? Yes. Well, who else does he do? Does he do anyone else? I mean... I mean, Yoda's kind of Miss Piggy. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, but he only does the voices for both of them, or those are just two. Like you would never guess, the same guy does the voices for these two, or does he do the voices for a lot more? Oh, jeez, Maggie, 
I mean, do you want to get, I mean, yes, I'm sure he does, but Miss Piggy and he's, he's best known for his involvement with Jim Henson and the Muppets. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, did you, have you never heard of Frank Oz? No, it sounds familiar, but I think I was thinking of Dr. Oz and Frank Ocean. I think I was combining. Oh my gosh. I can't believe names. you've never heard of Frank Oz. No, I think I've, I've, I, I feel like I've heard of Frank Oz. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You've, watch star wars right i have um you know i understand the idea no no maggie you have never watched a single star wars you're trying to get out of this because i asked you who else frank oz did and you did not mention fozzie bear grover cookie monster sam the eagle or animal well in all fairness those are very close to yoda But you wouldn't know because you've never seen Star Wars. And my fact, which I found, specifically referenced Miss P. Look, Maggie, it's okay to say you haven't done something or you don't know something. I have. So here's the fun thing about Star Wars. I'll go back to Star Wars. Fine. Um, When I was in high school, so I hadn't seen Star Wars. um, And then there was this guy that, like, we wanted to be our friend and he loved Star Wars. So... Rima and I were like, hey, we've never seen Star Wars. And so we invited him over to watch all of the Star Wars with us. And we baked cookies. We were like, we're going to make him be our friend. And then he was like an hour and a half late. And then just like brought all the like he brought all the Star Wars. But we like could not even watch it because we were just trying to get to know him. We were like, so like, what are you into? And he's like watching this movie. We were like, well, la, 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 la. Anyways. I couldn't like tell you what happens in each episode, but I feel like everyone knows the idea of Star Wars. How many Star Wars? You keep saying episode, like Star. We watched all the Star Wars, so I'm curious as to how many you think that is. Aren't there eight? Are you googling? I am because I wanted to see. So you have, well, and you have Attack of the Clones too. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You're right. Mm. See, you don't have to watch it to know it. Did you really know there were eight, though, or did you Google that? No, I didn't Google it. Look, I'm I'm playing with clay. I'm not Googling. Can we talk about the clay real quick? I'm having a side before you give a react. I would really like to see your hands at all times, Maggie. I should put a camera on. You'd be like, what is going on? This is dry clay, though, so I was just drawing dots on it. But you're still doing something besides paying attention to your best friend in the podcast that we do together. It's a little cat hand. Let me see your hands, Maggie. Put them on your mic. Put them on your mic, Maggie. Thank you. Are you you ready to react, Maggie? Yes. With your hands on your mic. I don't want to put my hand on my mic. I'll put them here. If you were a puppet, who would you want to do your voice? Daniel Matthews. Local puppeteer, actor, comedian. He's on the main stage at Four Day Weekend here in Dallas. Uh, good friend of ours. We used to perform with him. He would do my voice and he would do it justice. Oh, my gosh. Daniel Matthews was a great choice. He's a great choice. He's, was, he was my choice. Obviously. You can't talk about puppets and not like immediately think Daniel Matthews. You know who else? Danny Neely. He could be yours. He'd be good. You want Danny, Danny Neely would be mine and uh-huh. Daniel Matthews would be yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that we picked men to do our voices. Well, 
Frank Oz does Miss Piggy. See, I learned. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack be a celebrity the gals can think of quick. It's time for You Don't Know Jack, (laughs) where Sarah and Maggie share some facts about a celebrity named Jack and try to guess who it is. Sarah, I don't know if you're going to get this, Jack, but I'm excited for you to try. This Jack is a 25-year-old American rapper and actor from Louisville, Kentucky. He's best known for his 2020 single, What's Poppin', which was made popular by trending TikTok audio and later remixes with DaBaby, Tori Linez, and Lil Wayne. In May of this year, he made his acting debut in the White Man Can't Jump remake playing Jeremy. Sarah, who is this Jack? Uh... Is it Jack Harlow? What? How did you know that? Because I'm really smart. I'm really, really smart. And I'm really attuned to pop culture. And I'm hip and I'm cool. And I know who Jack Harlow is. 100%. Hundo. Tell me about Jack Harlow. He's fire. <laughs> He's so fire. Um, He did the What's Poppin' song, as you've mentioned, which is one of my favorite favorites oh sing it for me okay um what's popping something like i can't do it jack justice Mm. you know it's Hmm. not fair to him to me and try and and rip off that song well what else do you know about what else yeah jack carlo jack carlo did i say did i say tori linez right i didn't listen to that part why weren't you listening? All I heard, all I heard was you say "poppin." I'm like, I know who it is. It's my bestie, everyone's favorite, Jack Harlow. <laughs> Sarah, I don't want to. I don't want to make an accusatory statement. I don't. I don't want to like accuse you of something right now. So I'm just going to ask a question. I'm just going to ask a question, and it's just an in-theory question. <laughs> Have you ever thought about – I know I've thought about it. Um, if someone says, like, I don't think you're going to get this, and then starts reading really slowly mm-hmm. something, like pulling up the internet and Googling it. Have you ever thought about that? I don't know. I have thought about what? it. I've never done it, but I've thought about it. I don't know. What? No. Oh, I look here. I've been following Jack Carlo since day one. You know, it's I I'm offended, you know, that you think I don't know who Jack Harlow is. He's got curly hair. You know, he he's uh, a white man. It's mm-hmm. um. here's a fun fact about Jack Harlow. His middle name is Thomas Jack Thomas Harlow. Uh huh. And he was from Louisville, Kentucky, and he started his career in 2015 with the release of several EPs and mixtapes before he was signed to Don Cannon and DJ Drama's record label. Yeah, I you know what's crazy about you saying that is it sounds so familiar to the Wikipedia page I was reading earlier. That's so wild. Gosh, you're like such a wealth of information, Sarah. I should have known better. I should have known you'd know who Jack Harlow was. 
But you know what? Why is Jack Harlow so popular? Well, it seems that he's just as famous for his personality as he is for his music. His confidence, humor, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this person wrote sex appeal. Have you seen <laughs> Jack Harlow? Well, that sure was fun. Thanks for playing You Don't Know Jack, brought to you by the most popular boy name in Hollywood. Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. This one got me really reeling. Psycho was the first movie to show a toilet flushing. What? Yeah. Isn't that wild? I don't even remember when the toilet flushes. Is it like before she gets in the shower? It's got to be around that time. Because I do remember the shot. It's an overhead shot Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, But it's got to be before she gets in the shower. Or maybe it's after she's – Spoiler alert. She's murdered in the shower. (laughs) Um, A movie from like 19 – when was Psycho? 1957. Whatever. So long ago. Black and white. It's fine. We're past that threshold of Mm -hmm. acceptance. Yeah. So don't DM us. Or DM us if you've never seen Psycho. I want all I just want a quick aside I do I want all the DM'd opinions and hot takes (laughs) I want to have a dialogue I want to be talking about why you're so upset that we spoiled Psycho I want to hear it I would like the DMs please DM it um but yeah I never I guess I don't even like was there was there a doogie in it there wasn't a no I think it's just showed the flushing uh, I Googled it real quickly, and it's just – yeah, it's a shower scene. That I don't want to pull up the actual clip. Yeah. Because I don't want this conversation to slow its roll. Oh, because it's going places. <laughs> it's interesting, though. It's one of, like, the first movies, though. You know, if it had been, like um, – so when you first said Psycho, in my head I thought Scream. But then when you said the toilet flushing, I was like, oh, this is Psycho. Like, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Why do you think Scream? Because it's like a one word, scary word. And so in my head, you said Mm, Psycho was the first to have a toilet flushing. And I was like, gosh, I can't believe it took all the way till 1990 to show a toilet, probably because everyone was so prude about bathroom stuff. And then I was like, wait, bathroom stuff, Psycho, shower. That was like way earlier on in cinematic history. I enjoy that inside the mind of Maggie Reith Austin Mm. that you just took us on that journey thank you that was that was beautiful thank you it was beautiful it's rare that i can remember every single connection that's made in my brain but this time i was like really paying attention is are you uh doodling or playing with clay i was ha ha gotcha (laughs) (laughs) okay uh are you ready to react i am you mentioned watching movies and with Psycho being the first movie to show toilet flushing. I was curious, what's the first movie you remember seeing in a theater? Hmm. Okay. Well, so I know this was not my first movie that I saw in a theater, but this was my most memorable first movie experience. So I, I think I saw like Aladdin or something. And then I saw a bunch of movies in theaters, like Disney movies. But when I was in like summer before seventh grade, I was in Buffalo with my grandparents and my cousin and my brother, and we went and saw Rear Window at like a little art theater. And it was so memorable. The original? Yeah. 
because it was this old movie, but it was so spooky. And it was this like old theater and it was like a daytime movie in the summer. And it was such a cool experience. And that was like my first like, oh, dang, movies are cool. Old movies are cool. I'm spookied out. I love that movie. And I say original because there's been several iterations of that movie. It's great. It's an awesome film. Uh, So I remember my first, I think it was The Little Mermaid I saw in theater, but I like your twist on this. What's the most memorable and equally as important to the cinematic community? Um, also seventh grade year for me was Titanic. Oh, I went and saw that probably four or five, six times. And I, I still have ticket stubs from when I saw them all those times, very memorable, influential. One of the reasons I make movies now is because of Titanic. Uh, what's funny. So I was in fourth grade when Titanic came out. And my friends, the Harper twins, saw it like four or five, six times. And I remember thinking like, wow, we're in fourth grade. Like that's like a grown-up movie, you know? But it it crossed – and they weren't – they were like conservative folks. So you, like, you know, like 90s conservative. Like they weren't like risque watching Simpsons or something. It was 9 or 10 years old versus 13 or 14. Right. Yeah. But everyone was seeing it. Like everyone came back to school for fourth grade and they were like, Titanic, a three hour long movie that I saw in theater eight times this summer. And I was like, I did not see that movie in theaters because I heard there was naked boobies in it. I bet all those girls were liars, flat out liars. No what? way they saw it. No way. No way. Because this horned up 13, 14 year old was all about it. And when you were looking around in theater, you didn't see a bunch of little fourth grade prepubescent girls. <laughs> you weren't even looking. You didn't care who else was in that theater with you. You were just staring at no. that screen. It was me and Jack Dawson, man. Mm. Ugh. Good old days. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow. If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.